0: Hi, I'm Adnan Mahmutovich and this is Love and Is Discontents podcast. Everyone knows the story of Frankenstein. Or do they? Now, Frankenstein tells the story of a gifted scientist called Victor Frankenstein who succeeds in giving life to a being he made of dead people's body parts. The creation is not a perfect specimen Frankenstein imagined that it would be, but rather a hideous-looking creature who is then rejected first by Victor, and then mankind in general. The creature responds by plotting revenge on his creator. Frankenstein is no doubt one of the most famous stories of all time, a story whose plot, tropes, and philosophical conundrums have influenced thousands of other stories, in particular in the genre of speculative fiction. Every time you see a mad scientist, or any scientist conducting ethically suspicious experiments, perhaps playing God and dealing with life and death matters, you know where to look for the source of inspiration. See, a misunderstood outsider, judged by their looks rather than their soul, you know where it came from. But did you know it centered heavily on the theme of love? Have you ever thought it actually was a love story? No? Well, let me put the plot in this way, so you see it from another angle. Frankenstein tells the story of a scientist, whose grief grief after the loss of his mother, drives him to try and recreate life. He creates a hideous looking creature from dead body parts, and immediately wants to kill it. The creature expects Frankenstein to love it like God is supposed to love Adam. So Frankenstein's act of hate, and all the hate he then experiences in society drives him mad. The creature seeks love everywhere he goes. In the end, he even asks Frankenstein to create him a bride, a companion. So I'd say Frankenstein is really a story about the way a lack of love, empathy and compassion creates monsters. The creature is not a monster because of his hideous looks but rather he becomes a monster, because he is not loved, because he is constantly abandoned and persecuted. This is perhaps best shown in a scene where the creature meets a blind old man who cannot judge him by his looks. This may be a cliché, but the old man sees him as the person he is, a pure child of nature, someone who liked nature and poetry and reading. This idyllic scene, this Intimacy is cut short by the man's family who judge the creature by his terrifying image. They do not see him walking around like a hippie, smelling flowers and seeking love. They do not see him learning languages and reading books like Milton's Paradise Lost. Uh, Being a work from the Romantic period of English literature, Frankenstein explores the relationship between nature and culture between what is innate and what is artificial. We see a fear of technology, which seems quite detrimental to the human spirit, if not outright evil. In contrast, the creature seems to have a natural sense of goodness and love. So, for Shelley, love seems to be an essential part of human beings as such. And when society doesn't respond to that innate desire for love in the right way, or responds in the most extreme ways, The consequences can be devastating. The desire for love, for intimacy, is so intense that the creature at the same time wants to hurt Victor Frankenstein and for Victor to love him. The way the creature conceives of his vengeance is by hurting those that Victor loves the most, his family. It is important to see that the love the creature talks about is not connected to sexual desire even when he asks for a bride. The creature simply wants a companion. We see instances of this kind of love throughout the book. The novel starts with a uh, captain on a ship writing to his sister about his desire for a companion. The creature seeks love everywhere and in everyone. For this reason, I'd say that human love is here also supposed to be a mirror image of divine love the love that God is supposed to have for His creation. The creature mentions the Biblical Adam, but the title of the novel evokes the old Greek myth of the Titan Prometheus. Prometheus stole fire from the gods, who cared very little for the wretched human beings. For this crime, he was chained to a rock for all eternity, and a bird of prey would come every day and eat his liver. In other words, Prometheus was punished for his immense love for humanity. This seems in line with the idea that to love is to give someone something they need, but do not have. This fire, it helped humans become something far greater and even become rivals to the gods. Fire here symbolizes many things. In many readings it means technology, tools, and ability to change nature. It is both benevolent and highly dangerous. This is how we still see the technological progress, as something that gives us power and comfort, but also as something which pulls us away from our true nature, the innate sense of love. Fire can, of course, entail strong love and passion, which in itself is both good and highly volatile. Thus, this gift which is both um, a gift out of love and a gift of love as such, is never simple, never only good. It always comes with terms and conditions. That fine print we never read. Well, when it comes to love, it seems we never read the basic instructions on how to use it. If we do get any instructions at all. Our Shelley seems to have thought that love and these instructions on how to use it are all in our pure nature. Nature as it is before it gets spoiled. If you now feel like reading or rereading Frankenstein to check if what I told you is true, do pay attention to how often the word love appears in the text. It is practically there on every page. So, if Frankenstein is a horror story, a romantic gothic, it is also very much, perhaps, essentially a story about love. If you want to hear a spooky and yet romantic discussion on Frankenstein, join me next time when I interview Dr. Paul Joeson from Lawrence Technological University. Until then, much love from Stockholm.